Sunday afternoon. Welcome to your weekend wrap-up. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. You know, that place where we uh, say goodbye to a really shitty week and say hello to probably another shitty week. <laughs> Hopefully, preferably less shitty a it, week. It can't get worse than what last week was, so I'm no. going to say, yes, it's going to be a better week. It was week. a pretty shitty week for me, anyway. My yeah. dog died. I don't want to put a damper on everything, but I my know. dog died, and she was like... She was probably the best dog we had, definitely the best dog we ever had, yeah. but she was the one that ate through that wall behind you while we yeah. were podcasting. I know that's not how you convince people that she was the best no, dog, no, but no. it wasn't but her fault. The it ba- wasn't. The basement was wet, and yeah. she was trying to let us know that the wall was soggy. Yeah, so she, she, she ate did. through it to let us know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she passed away unexpectedly. She was fine one second, then she was not. She yeah. was just dead the next second, so it sucks. Yeah, they she did an o- one. autopsy, and they don't know what happened. Couldn't find anything wrong, so, it was, I mean, it was bizarre. It was sad, but... Yeah, it is very sad. Um, she she was one, you know, it wasn't on camera, but whenever Craig would leave the room, she would sneak in here to come lick me, so... <laughs> and she'd hide behind you, like, yeah. <laughs> like her big fat ass sticking out, yeah. like, I wouldn't see her in here. Like, yeah, not, not really uh, covert. <laughs> no. She was a 110-pound female uh, German Shepherd, which is, like almost twice what a female yeah. German Shepherd's supposed yeah. to be. She, so she couldn't hide well. But <laughs> So so that was sad. But yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get past that. Um, my wife's like, oh, we should get the kids another dog for Christmas. I'm like, I don't I think I'm ready for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's not be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, yeah. After my dog that I had gotten when I was like four, I had until I was like 19 and passed away. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to get another dog until just a couple years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean... It, it's hard to replace. I mean, obviously, you're not replacing right, that dog, right. but still, it's hard to... Make that commitment again. Yeah, decide, you know, it, it's time yeah. to move on. I'm, right. I don't want to move on. Yeah. I, I mean, for like two days, I just kept looking back at her old pictures just because mm. I didn't want to remember um, right. the last thing I saw, which was her just laying there. So, yeah, um, very sad. But that's not what the show is about. But that's why yeah. this week was extra shitty, so... Yeah. Um yeah, let's get into this this episode though because I'm sure other people have had shitty. extra shitty weeks that um well the, this episode's not going to make anybody feel better. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um there's 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 some people in the news that have had extremely shitty weeks yes. that they brought on themselves. I was going to say and some of them deserve it. Um, I most of them deserved yeah. it that we're talking about today, if not all of them. Yeah. So, um talking about basically a lot of people's a lot of Famous people's falls from grace yeah. today. Because... It's kind of like a top five of dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People that think they can get away with shit that yeah. um, can't get away with shit. The first person, actually, before we get into that, obviously, obviously, we got to warm up your the the innermost yes. regions of your soul with uh, our, our coffee fix of freedom, the official coffee, the official sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast, which is obviously... Again, run your mouth coffee. We yes. haven't switched coffee companies. No. We're not going to switch to, oh, what, what was that one that's like pro guns, but was like anti, oh. like Kyle Rittenhouse? Um, shit, I can't think of I'm not even going to mention their name. Yeah. But there was a coffee that's not company. not mentioning. That's, it's like, it wasn't like Second Amendment coffee. I, I don't remember. It might it might be something similar to that. It was something like that, but it, they were, they tout to be like pro guns, but then they came out and spoke out against uh, mm-hmm. Kyle Rittenhouse when yeah. that first happened, and- um, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, you're not Second Amendment, obviously, yeah. pro-Second Amendment. So, 
It's not them. It's Run Your Mouth Coffee, who yes. is pro. Yes, your your personal freedoms, your personal rights, specifically one of one of them, not specifically, yeah. but one of them being the Second Amendment. Yeah. Um, check out Run Your Mouth Coffee at rymcoffee.com. Drink delicious coffee. I mean, it's cold outside now. It's like it's prime. definitely coffee. It's yes. prime, which all seasons are coffee yeah. season for me. But for a lot of people, it's like, well, it it's too hot for coffee, which I don't believe that yeah, you think at all. Crazy. That's just fucking excuses to not be <laughs> American. But um, it is coffee season now, and like you've mentioned a couple times, Christmas time's coming up. It's good stocking stuffers. Absolutely. Go to rymcoffee.com. Get fresh. Fresh roasted coffee delivered right to your doorstep. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code Break the Bell, all one word, no spaces, Break the Bell, and you'll get ten percent off that discount. And your family members will appreciate that you actually gave them a good gift this year. Absolutely. Stop and giving shitty gifts. Exactly. Give the gift of Run Your Mouth Coffee. And I saw I saw a meme that said that uh, between coffee and cocaine, Colombia has been uh, made it their point in the world to wake the world up. I mean, and I'm, I'm glad to see an American company like Run Your the Mouth world is up. trying to get in there and, and wake the world up. Wait till Run Your Mouth cocaine comes out. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a whole new story. Keep an eye out for that for next season. <laughs> exactly. Like I said, don't give shit, shitty Christmas presents. Give the gift to Run Your Mouth coffee, uh, rymcoffee.com. And then when you do give it to them and they're like, Run your mouth coffee. What's that mean? Then that opens up the uncomfortable dialogue at the Christmas table <laughs> that that you may not have that door open yes. by any other means. That'll open that up to you and be like, hey, bitch, I stand for your rights, and so exactly. does this coffee company. Even though you're a communist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Start make, the holidays off right. <laughs> make, make Christmas better and more uncomfortable. Run your mouth coffee. That's all. <laughs> that needs to be a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It is right here. We just did it. So, all right, now we can move on and talk about our dumbass falls from grace. First dumbass being, and I mean, it's not like he just fell from grace. He no, but he hasn't been relevant since the '90s, to be honest. Right. Well, he was in um, yeah, the Doctor Seuss movie, uh, the Cat true. in the Hat. That oh was yeah, so fucking bad. That was terrible. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. If you didn't know, Alec Baldwin shot somebody and killed them. Yes. Well, no. he killed shot wait, two wait, people. Wait a second. Alec Baldwin did not shoot oh, anybody. It was the gun. The gun shot. That's true. People just like that. Um, Ken, not Kenosha. The Wisconsin. The yeah. Wa- Waukesha. Wa- Waukesha. Or Waukesha yeah. How um, everybody's saying that? Yeah. All the headlines are like a car runs over. No, the car didn't run right. over. Yeah. And I I saw a meme. I think I sent it to you. And I was like, um, the the guy on who's being accused of this is claiming um, that he's being dehumanized. Yeah. And then somebody had commented, they're like, yeah, because they kept calling him a car. (laughs) (laughs) But Alec Baldwin apparently did not shoot anyone because he claims in an interview with our favorite George Stephanopoulos, you know, he's got all the hard questions for all his uh, country club buddies like Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Um, He claims in that interview that he didn't pull the trigger. Of course. Of course. This is from New York Times. So I'm sure they're going to believe him. <laughs> most likely. What the hell? Why is this not sharing? <laughs> there we go. I'll get there eventually. Alec Baldwin says he didn't pull the trigger in Rust Killing. The actor said in a brief excerpt from an upcoming interview with ABC News that he did not pull the trigger when the gun he was holding went off, killing the cinematographer. 
Goes on to say, the actor Alec Baldwin said in an upcoming television interview that he didn't pull the trigger and the gun he was practicing with on the set of on the set of the film Rust, which fired a live round as he held it, killing the film's cinematographer and wounding its director. I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. Mr. Baldwin told George Stephanopoulos in an ABC News interview that is scheduled to be broadcast Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We gotta, like, we gotta yeah, watch that. Yeah. Too bad we can't, like, live feed it and just, like, comment as he breaks down in tears. I mean, we could, but we'd probably get kicked off YouTube immediately <laughs> for that. I, I mean... I couldn't air the uh, debates, the actual no. videos, because of that. says, the network posted a brief excerpt from the interview. Why'd they pick that excerpt right. yeah. to post? It's like, oh, shocking. Yeah, right. He says he didn't. They're like, they're, like, they're yeah. like, oh, a twist in events. And it's like, no, that just makes him look like an yeah. even bigger dumbass. Exactly. The exchange came after Mr. Stephanopoulos noted that it that it had not been part of the script for the trigger to be pulled in the scene. That doesn't... Yeah. Just because it's not in the script doesn't mean you accidentally did it. <laughs> I know. Just because you don't think you pulled, I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't pull the trigger because the script didn't call for it. Okay, uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> evidence. Look right here, I've got the evidence. Yeah, Your Honor, do not pull trigger. <laughs> so, so here's the thing about guns: if you don't know, some of them have hairline triggers if they're cocked back, which mm-hmm. obviously it was cocked back. Yeah. I mean, it it could be a double action. I don't care. Right. Uh, a double action revolver is not is going to take a lot of pressure. Yeah. So if if it wasn't cocked back, then he very much intentionally pulled that because yeah. it would take some serious pressure. Yeah. If it is cocked back, those things have some well, really and, and serious it sounds like it because I think later in the interview he says, "Well, that the hammer just went forward and then yeah. the gun went off." So so here's what I've witnessed um, with with revolvers. I watched an unexperienced. Female, not that that has anything to do with anything, but it, she just happened to be female, um, going to shoot a revolver, and she went to cock the hammer back, and it was tough for her to pull back, and her finger was on the trigger, and once it got back, there was such a hairline pull mm-hmm. that as soon as it got back, it shot like four feet in front of her foot, and I was like, oh shit, somebody take that gun from her, right, yeah. because it doesn't take much at all. Yeah. If your finger's on the trigger, it doesn't matter if you claim, I didn't pull that that trigger. If your finger's on the trigger, you're wrong. Mm, yeah, when, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that it's for a movie, yet, I mean, then don't have yeah. anything in it. I mean, yeah. Well, so but, much went wrong on that Oh, set, absolutely. But, but again, it's, you know, the first thing they tell you with any gun is assume it's loaded. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's like, well, they they said it was a cold gun, so you know I just went with it, just so, like the the guy at the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Yeah. Oh yeah, my my assistant here cleared it, so yeah, I'm going right, to point it at right, you guys yeah. with my finger on the trigger. So it says uh, he did not elaborate on why the gun might have went off <laughs> in the excerpt. Mr. Baldwin's account adds another layer of mystery onto no. the face. No, it doesn't <laughs> add any mystery. It just verifies more. Yeah. That he's a dumbass. Yeah. He doesn't. He didn't. Has no like any kind of experience with any kind of safety measures with guns mm. at all. It says it still remains unclear how the lethal bullet got into the gun <laughs> that he was practicing with and why the crew members who handled it before passing it to Mr. Baldwin failed to detect that it contained a live round when it was supposed to have only dummies. And you made a good point uh, a couple weeks ago when you were like, you know, the lady who was the, the what the director, producer mm. for this. 
This was her first time dealing with. It was the armor. The yeah, ar- the armor. It was her it first was her time. Second, I think. Oh, was it her second? Yeah, she okay. did one like but smaller thing. There's been a push in Hollywood to use more diversity, you know, more women and stuff, and and so there was probably a push to bring her oh, in. I guarantee it. Because she was a woman, yeah. and even though she was inexperienced, and it's like this is what happens. Yeah. So it says in a, in a clip of the interview with Mr. Baldwin. Or in a clip of the interview, Mr. Baldwin said he does not know why a real bullet, which was not even supposed to be on the property, was loaded in the gun. Investigators are trying to determine whether the supplier of blanks and dummy rounds for the movie, Seth Kenny, sent live ammunition as well. Well, he's not gonna he's not gonna fess up to that. No. And even if he did, even if it was a case full of both, yeah. the person that loaded it yeah. should have known right away. Because yeah. you can tell a dummy from a real live round right. really fast yeah. one has a bullet on the end the other one looks like somebody chewed on the end of it to, yeah. to kink it out are your headphones going out i kicked it. it says there have been some suggestions this one's funny here or this one's interesting to me so there the armor right the one you were just talking about some suggestions that there may have been a problem with the gun the armorer Hannah Gutierrez Reed told a detective that she had loaded it with five dummy rounds before lunch and that there was one round that wouldn't go in. That sounds like a really dirty gun if that's the case. Yeah. So she cleaned it out after lunch and added the sixth round. So did she inadvertently pick up like later, not thinking? She's like, oh, I got to get this thing clean and threw one in without looking. Again, I mean, yeah. Again, that, that would be on her. Mm-hmm. But it's still there. There's so much wrong in this right. whole scenario. Yeah. Even if she did load it in there, there's so much wrong. Yeah. Um. I had seen another article that was very biased against Alec Baldwin, so I didn't bring it up. But yeah. um, apparently, Alec Baldwin was kind of blaming the director that he shot. He was kind of pointing the finger at her. He's like, "I was doing everything she told me. Um, she had me raise it up, and it was like under her armpit. I think I don't know. She was standing there, like trying to like." Like, right. show him, like, the position to raise her, his hand or whatever to look more natural. Yeah. And then, obviously, the gun went off. So, right. any everyone and anyone is to blame, except Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Right. I mean, yeah, he would do himself a favor just to be yeah. like, guys, I fucked up. Right. Yeah. I had my finger on the trigger when I shouldn't yeah. have. Or, yeah. uh, you know, take a little responsibility. Right. Yeah, exactly. Blame Everybody. the armor. Blame the assistant, yeah. blame the the lady he shot, right. everybody. Yeah. Because I Blame mean, the gun. You got to blame the gun, right. too. Yeah, absolutely. It's always the gun's fault. But yeah, no, absolutely. I think in his position, I think people would be like, okay, you're, you're a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we can see that this was something that, you know, happened due to your ignorance. Yeah. Rather than just, you know, throwing it off on everybody else. Right. And making himself look even worse. So did you hear how I think there was complaints earlier on set of people not being safe I with guns think I and heard stuff. That, yeah. I, I, there, I don't remember the had, details. Uh, actually made a formal complaint mm-hmm. due to something that was that happened on Oh, a gun like discharged or something. Right, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that happened once and they Yeah. Th- then things didn't get precautions were not made right. to make it safer and yeah. then this happened. You think they had tightened down precautions. You would think so, especially when there's formal complaints like that. Yeah. So let's move on to the next dumbass fall from Grace. Joel Osteen, which 
I don't know if this he hasn't fallen from grace, but he needs to fall he from does. grace. He does. He's he's a dumbass. Yeah. He's one of he's like the most he's what gives like Christians a bad name. He does. He's yeah. He's one your of your stereotypical uh televangelist, yeah. the what yeah. do they call that? The prosperity yes. gospel or whatever, yeah. where if if you love God enough, he'll make you rich. Yeah. And it's like tell that to all the poor right. bastards and um third right. world countries that have right. more faith than you have right. that are living on pennies yeah. to for a month. Yeah. Apparently, I mean he hasn't fallen hard enough yet. Apparently, a plumber found cash and checks stashed in the wall at his mega church. And that's interesting, but what's really interesting is apparently back in 2014, they claim they filed a report for a massive theft of like $300,000 yeah. back in 2014. Yeah. So they're starting to wonder, hey, um, is this, is this that? that money? Yeah. Says a plumber, you'd think they'd hire in-house people and be <laughs> like, whatever you see, yeah, right. don't say anything. I mean, well, I found what was clogging your drain. It appears to be about a million dollars. Damn it. I knew that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Plumber doing repair work at Pastor Joel Olstein's Lakewood Church found hundreds of envelopes of cash and checks hidden in a wall that police thinks is connected to a massive 2014 theft at the Houston megachurch. Officers were called to the church on November 10th to investigate the discovery. So this was a few days, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. To investigate the discovery according to a statement from the Houston Police Department. Church members stated that during a renovation project, a large amount of money, including cash, checks, and money orders, was found inside the wall. That's just weird that it was checks and money orders, too. It is, yeah. Police said that evidence from the recovered checks suggests the envelopes are connected to the March 9th, 2014 theft. So, not only is it a bunch of money un- like yeah. that nobody knows about, but it and there happened to be that big theft mm-hmm. a couple of years several years ago but apparently there's evidence there's actually evidence on the envelopes in the envelopes whatever that that does actually connect it to yeah. this so it's not just hey we found money they lost money but, two and two no there's actual forensic evidence but so there's money orders and checks that were included in that mm-hmm. i mean you'd think anybody that when it came up they would be they would cancel the checks automatically, cancel the money orders yeah, like, immediately so would, that they, it just wouldn't be sitting out there. I don't know. Somebody, it sounds like somebody went to the collection plate or whatever and just swiped up wherever they keep everything and just like yeah. stashed it. But it has to be an insider because it was in the walls of right. the damn church. Yeah. CNN reported at the time about 600000 200000 in cash, and 400000 in checks was taken from a church safe. See, that's where you went wrong is you yeah. stole the checks because, like you said, all those people would be like, I yeah. cancel this check. You could yeah. go back and look at the history of canceled checks. You could find mm-hmm. and match them with the checks that they right. found in the wall. Yeah. Burglary and theft officers inventoried and documented the recovered money and left it in the custody of the church because it was property found on its premises. But <sighs> but it's also evidence of a crime. Yeah, exactly. Why would you give it back? I thought you hold on to evidence until you figure out what's going well, on. They probably paid them off with some of it. Yeah, right? Jeez. Yeah, because how often do they... Go and raid a house and take all the cash because it supposedly was connected to a drug crime. Right, and yeah. then even when they're found innocent, right. ha- the, half the time the people don't ever get that money back. Right. It's like, well, yeah, we're just going to leave this with you. But that's... don't touch, don't move it. Just yeah. leave it here in case we need to look. <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. No, that sounds really shady. 
Lakewood Church confirmed the discovery in a statement provided to CNN, but it did not provide additional information because the investigation is still active. Recently, this is their statement, while repair work was being done at Lakewood Church, an undisclosed amount of cash and checks were found. Sounds like about $600,000. Yeah. <laughs> Lakewood immediately notified the Houston Police Department and is assisting them with their investigation. Again, it's got to be somebody inside yeah. the church. Yeah. Because there's not just going to be some random crook that's going to steal money from the church and hide it in the walls in of the, the church. church. <laughs> it makes you wonder. I mean, there had to have been some renovating going on at the time. Right. Yeah. Right. So, somebody would notice when somebody tears out drywalls and then yeah. refinishes it. And it makes no sense. No. None of it makes sense. No. They just put it away so they didn't have to file as much taxes. They're like, you know, we got right. an excess of $600,000 that we don't want to pay. Yeah. So we're right. going to put this away for future use. Yeah. I, I'd want to check some of the other walls in the church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, be, yeah. If I was the officer, I'd start go tearing out all the yeah. walls. Oh, got anything else on him? I, I mean, What's they have the odds that it, he's involved? Um, most likely. Yeah, that was my thought. A very as well. high. Yeah. I mean, he's a scumbag, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree. Like I said, he. he but he hides the money he steals in the walls of his mansions. Yeah, or his mistress's mansions. mansions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, like you said, he's everything that's wrong with Christianity mm -hmm. or, you know, Christians today. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, when people have an issue with, oh, I don't believe in God because of Joel Osteen. Yeah. It's like, no, you just hate shitty people. Right, exactly. So, moving on to the next, like, scumbag and his brother, the Cuomos. The Cuomos. Oh. We when one goes, so they both go, yeah. apparently. Because we all know, we've covered it extensively, that um, Andrew Cuomo mm -hmm. lost his job as governor. The governor. Yes. Because of sexual conduct allegations. And what was the yeah. other thing? Oh, uh, putting uh, COVID patients in with the elderly. Oh, yeah, but, you know, that, that, that never came up. Yeah. yeah. So Chris Cuomo, his brother, got fired from CNN this week. And I think we can all agree that that's a good thing. Yeah, I think CNN became a little bit better. I wouldn't have still I think wouldn't watch it, but. <laughs> I think Rand Paul even said CNN became a little bit more credible. <laughs> right. Yeah, After exactly. their firing. Not not that their news is more credible, but yeah. the fact that they actually held theirs accountable right, yeah, makes them slightly yeah. more credible. Well, and I think they had to. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just it, it was making them look too bad being tied into with the governor, governor, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so the whole reason behind this was that uh, Chris Cuomo apparently tried to cover up some stuff with with his brother, right? But apparently. Ahead of the, those allegations, there was sexual conduct allegations a brewing That's at the same time. Because, yeah, I hadn't heard anything about that. I hadn't either. And it sounds like they're like, well, maybe we can avoid all this shitstorm with the sexual conduct stuff yeah. if we get rid of them. Because it's it's like he handed them mm -hmm. a way out. <laughs> with this, yeah. When this whole story broke about him and his brother, they're like, well, that made it easy. Right. See you later. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it comes out. That um, he had allegations against him. They're like, shit, I thought we got, got past yeah. that. But, I mean, to be honest, to to any kind of conflict of interest, they never should have put him on his, bro on his brother's thing. They no. Ne he never should have interviewed him. No. Nothing. I know they thought it was cute when they were like, well, I'm mom's favorite. I was going to say, who yeah. do you think's mom's favorite now? <laughs> yeah, now that they both fell from grace so, right. so badly. She's like, I'm glad she's Mario's like, dead. She's like, I hate both of you. <laughs> yeah. Both of you. None of you are my favorite. Get out. 
So this says CNN fires Chris Cuomo amid inquiry about his his efforts to aid his brother. Let's see if I can read today. Says the network said it had terminated him effective immediately. Well, they had put him on suspension. I was going to say they suspended him first for like a couple days, and then a couple days later is like, oh, he's he's terminated. So it was not immediate. Well, effective immediately at the time they released right. the statement. A move that came days after a lawyer for a former colleague accused the host of sexual misconduct. See, that they weren't telling mm-hmm. us that when he no. got suspended. Yeah, The star anchor, Chris Cuomo, was fired by CNN, completing a stunning downfall for the network's top-rated host amid a continuing inquiry into his efforts to help his brother, Andrew M. Cuomo, uh, then the governor of New York, stave off sexual harassment a- accusations. The anchor was suspended on Tuesday after testimony and text messages released by the New York Attorney General revealed a more intimate and engaged role in his brother's political affairs than the network said it had previously known or cared to divulge. I'm sure they knew about it. Yeah. On Wednesday, Deborah Katz, a prominent employment lawyer, informed CNN of a client with an allegation of sexual misconduct against Chris Cuomo. Ms. Katz said in a statement on Saturday that the allegations against the anchor, which was made by a former junior colleague at another network, was unrelated to the Governor Andrew Cuomo matter. Still, it yeah, doesn't matter. Right. It's just he's a shitty human exactly. altogether. Yeah. It was not fully clear what role the allegation played in CNN's decision to dismiss Mr. Cuomo. Ms. Katz is also the lawyer for Charlotte Bennett a one-time aide to Andrew Cuomo who accused the former governor in February of sexual harassment. That's ironic. Yeah, or intentional. Yeah. Asked about the new allegation, a CNN spokesman said in a statement on Saturday night, based on the report we received regarding Chris's conduct with his brother's defense, we had cause to terminate. When new allegations came to us this week, we took them seriously and saw no reason to delay taking immediate action. So they... Decided to terminate him, and then the new allegations came up, and they're like, we're going to take immediate action, right. and we're going to terminate him again? <laughs> like, what was that well, immediate action? I, it always makes me like, look, you, you, you're going out because, you know, you were shitty to this woman, mm. but what if we twisted it to make it look good for us, and we gave you a really nice severance package? Yeah, <laughs> most likely. And well, we won't say anything about sexual harassment. kind of what we said about... Andrew Cuomo, yeah. not that he went out gracefully, but the whole sexual allegations were to cover up his shittiness with yeah. the COVID response. Right. So both both the Cuomos are gone. Good. Good. How do you think that uh, Christmas dinner is going to go this year? <laughs> I would like to be in a fly on that wall. Actually, so I got, I'm good. I got. We got to get. Tins. We got to get mom a really good Christmas gift this year. <laughs> She's got to hate us. I I don't even want you guys at my house. You know what? (laughs) I'm changing my name. You guys can keep Cuomo. I don't even want it anymore. (laughs) You ruined it. You ruined it for everybody. I'm going to the gravestone of your father and changing it right there. Yes. So let's let's move on away from that. But continuing with sexual allegations. And shitty people. And shitty people. And falls from grace. The the socialite, the, the ex- Girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein, uh, the, the his madame, madam, madame, madame. I like, I like madame. I like better. madame better. It's much um, fancier. His madame, uh, G- Gislaine, which is a much better way to say it than how she pronounces it. Inaccurate. Gislaine <laughs> Maxwell, which I will always and forever call her. 
Ghislaine Maxwell is just too, you it know. Is. Yeah. Uh, it's too fancy. It is. But Ghislaine. Giz, Gislian, Ghislaine Maxwell's trial started on Monday, I think. Yes. So maybe, I know all of us down deep in our hearts want some kind of justice for all the shitty things that Jeffrey Epstein did. Right. Because, as we know, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. No. And he may or may not be dead. We're, we're not sure. But <laughs> right. one way or another, he's not going to stand trial for himself. Yeah. So, what was it, about a year ago when Ghislaine Maxwell got arrested, mm-hmm. we are like, hey, there, there might be some justice in the world after yeah. all. And we did an extensive episode on right. with the, her and her, her, her family and the, her family, the Epstein connection, all yeah. that stuff. Because she has, yeah, her her father had quite a few shady connections. Yeah, and he died mysteriously. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? Oh gosh, uh, I don't even. Remember. I don't know. We'll call him John. John Maxwell didn't sure. kill himself. Should have been a hashtag back then. <laughs> so here are some of the key moments from this first week of trial, and it, I mean, we're just going to briefly cover yeah. this because there wasn't a lot of big. Just kind of starting. It's not like the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. They right. didn't allow, because it's a federal case, they didn't allow media to be there. So we're only getting what comes out yeah. of the trial. And there's very little here yeah. so far. Just a lot of shit slinging to start with. Right. But I, I figure we might as well cover it while it's here. And next weekend, I'm sure we'll cover the second week of yeah. it. I think they're saying this should should last about six weeks is what they're predicting, which is a long trial. That is. Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Key moments from the first week. This is from BBC.com. There's a nice, nice portrait. <laughs> I like the masks. Yeah, how, <laughs> how do they get the job of being like the courtroom doodler? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> because I, I think they're getting worse and worse at it. I, I mean, so. this looks like something a high schooler or yeah. a middle schooler could draw. Right. You can't tell who any of those people are. No. So it says, prosecutors in the Ghislaine Maxwell's sex trafficking trial dragged in one of pedophile, it's pedophile, it's P-A-E, because this is BBC, so we got to say pedophile. Pedophile. One of the pedophile Jeffrey Epstein's green massage tables to show jurors as the first week of proceedings wrapped up in New York. I thought that was interesting. The socialite, who's 59, is accused of grooming teenage girls for abuse by the late Epstein. She's pleaded not guilty to all the charges which cover a period from 94 to 2004. The opening week of the trial heard emotional testimony from some of the alleged vic- victims of Epstein and Miss Maxwell, but there were also claims that Miss Maxwell was being targeted because Epstein, whose death in prison was ruled a suicide, could no longer face trial himself. So they're saying he she's his stand-in for all the things he did. Gotcha. But if all the witness accounts are true, like his housekeepers and stuff that mm. say that she was basically the, the yeah. lady of the house. Yeah. She's an accomplice to all the things he, shitty right. things he did. Yeah. A lot of times the accomplices get the same charges. Right. At, well, I mean, you didn't stop it. You didn't make any exactly. effort. In, well, it sounds like she participated. It sounded like it. she she did the grooming. Yep. She showed the girls what to do yeah. and even participated sometimes, yeah. like you said. says, Miss Maxwell, who has British, American, and French citizenship— has been in jail in a U.S. jail since her arrest last year. She faces up to 80 years in prison if convicted. Wow. So it starts out, Maxwell preyed on vulnerable young girls. In her opening statement Monday, uh, prosecutor Laura Pomerantz called Miss Maxwell a predator who recruited and groomed underage girls for a long-term companion Epstein to abuse. 
She preyed on vulnerable young girls, manipulated them, and served them up to be sexually abused, the prosecution said. Miss Maxwell and Epstein were said to be partners in crime and the abuse. But the defense said Maxwell was being scapegoated because Epstein no longer was no longer alive. The charges against Maxwell are for things that Epstein did, but she is not Jeffrey Epstein, her lawyer Bobby Sternheim argued. So in the so I'm just gonna hit some of the highlights here. Yeah. During this week, they brought up that Epstein's pilot did say that he flew a prince and some presidents. Says the pilot, Mr. Vysosky, Larry, Larry Vysosky, recalled flying Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, and Donald Trump. None of them are accused of criminal wrongdoing. Asked to describe Miss Maxwell standing in Epstein's operation, Mr. Vysosky described her as the number two. Epstein was the big number one, he told the court. <laughs> Next headline was the defense accuses the key accuser of acting of an acting scene. The first of the four Maxwell accusers to give evidence at the trial cried as she described being sexually abused by Epstein when she was 14. She goes by the pseudonym of Jane. She doesn't want she's Jane Doe. She doesn't want to be okay. She doesn't want her identity out there. The prosec- or the the defense says said to her, "You are an actor who convincingly portrays someone else for a living. You are able to cry on command." How shitty is that? That's very shitty. Right. I mean, you don't even know. Like, you're trying. Yes, you're trying to prove that you're. Yeah, person's innocent. Person's innocent. But I think it's safe to say that Jeffrey Epstein did. I think we can all agree that Jeffrey Epstein did unspeakable yeah. things. So, yeah. To accuse this person of mm-hmm. just putting on an acting job, that's right. just shit. Who, who's recounting, you know, when she was raped at 14 years at old? At 14, yeah. How traumatic it was. And right. then you're like. Yeah, slow clap. <laughs> that was bravo. That was if we gave Oscars for that, we'd give you something right now. Yep. <laughs> That's some fucked up shit right there. Yep. <laughs> so the next key point found this taken away this week was employees were told not to look Epstein in the eyes, and this was the the housekeeper that called her the lady of the house. Oh, okay. She was ordered. Um, Maxwell ordered staff to speak only when spoken to, avoid eye contact with Epstein. Um. Who said his job included cleaning their sex toys? Why don't you want that job? Ugh. Who knows what kind of shit they do, too? Ugh. He said the staff were given a 58 page instruction manual warning them to keep Epstein and Miss Maxwell's activities and whereabouts secret. He said, I was supposed to be blind, deaf, and dumb. Wrapping up a week of testimony, her legal team sought to undermine the credibility of Mr. Alisi during cross examination. They challenged his recollection of meeting 14-year-old Jane Doe in 94, pointing to an earlier statement that he met her years later when she may have been of legal age. Then the next key point of this trial is they saw Epstein's massage table. And I, is I mean, that damning? I know. It's just a mas- Yes. <laughs> yes. Supposedly it happened on the massage table. But did they... Yeah. Were they trying to recreate the moment of... Uh, the, the Rittenhouse trial where right. he brought the gun in, and they're like, this was his weapon of choice, and they unfold a massage table and lay down on top of it. <laughs> it was like this. Yes. <laughs> this is the position he was in. Yeah. It, it just, like, they could have showed a picture of a massage yeah. table, or just said a massage right. table, yeah. and people would have known. They didn't really need to bring the whole table I think on. everybody knows what a massage <laughs> table is. Michael Dawson, a detective who took part in the 2005 search, 
search recalled how officers found a variety of sexualized images at Epstein's home. Again, that's not evidence of anything. No. Prosecutors also displayed a photo of a box labeled Twin Torpedoes, (laughs) which, as you can imagine, Dawson said contained sex toys. (laughs) It was taken from an upstairs cupboard. (laughs) Again, not evidence of a crime. I mean, I'm sure everybody has a box labeled Twin Torpedoes in their house somewhere. (laughs) Or they should. Oh, after 18, nearly 18 months in New York prison, it's been that long, 18 months? Holy shit. Yeah. I thought it was about a year. That's what I thought. This was the week Ghislaine Maxwell finally faced her accusers. Smartly turned out and out of her prison scrubs. Smartly turned out and out of her prison scrubs. There you go. The British socialite sat calmly, occasionally whispering to her lawyers and listening intently. Wow, we had to report that. Right. That's important. Oh, I don't... I mean, there's not a whole lot left here. Yeah. Yeah. says the first accuser, Jane, described graphic detail alleged sex acts at the hands of Epstein and Miss Maxwell. Though Epstein's shadow looms over this trial, the prosecution trial tried to elucidate how Miss Maxwell may have facilitated abuse. So, I mean, that's really all there was in this. I mean, it sounds shitty that they called out that girl right oh and then um towards the end it said that the defense lawyers accidentally uttered jane's real name that's despite her strict anonymity prompting an admonishment from judge allison nathan so you got two things here you got even if they just said her first name Mm -hmm. they also mentioned early on that she was an actress right so the right reporters could put two and two together and disclose Mm -hmm. who this person is Right. And it all I, it makes me wonder how intentional that was. That right. they're like, "Oh, you're an," and looks at the jury actor. Right. Yeah. Did you get, did you get that? Yeah. Did you right. get that? Oops. Oops. Uh, my bad. And then he was like, and then Allison. I mean, Jean. Right. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't know what it, they didn't post her name. That was me yeah. making this up. But anyway, just. Seems almost like it could have right. been intentional. Well, I mean, and also a, a method of intimidation, right? Yeah. I mean, there may there's probably people out there that don't want their names out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's things that that's something that's been speculated since Epstein that yeah. there's there's names that people don't want out enough right. so that Epstein was killed. So if there's intimidation on this this female, mm-hmm. and so it makes her afraid to say anything else, or she's like, "Look, I'm bound out. I don't want to say anything else. This is too close to me, me being exposed." Yes. You know, I mean. It's right. just the hell was that? I don't know. Um to to continue that not not specifically the the trial but things connected to the trial. I found it really interesting. Jack Dorsey resigned the day first day of right. Maxwell's trial. What do you think about you I mean people speculate that there's a connection there. Right. It just coincidentally out of nowhere. I mean, there was no really even rumors that he was going yeah. to resign. Right. Yeah. It kind of came out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, day one, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm gone. Right. Yeah. No, and, that is weird. I mean, do you think there's anything to it or you just find it coincidental? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me with all the names that have popped up on his, right. his shit. Yeah. No, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm, I don't know. I, I mean, I definitely feel like there could be something behind it. I do. Interesting so. enough, you had texted me. Tuesday, at, with a, a post, just like a screenshot that said, mm-hmm. the CEOs of Twitter, Walmart, and CNBC all resigned the first day right. of the Maxwell trial. And you're yeah. like, is this legit? Yeah. And I Googled, 
I think I Googled both of them. I know for a fact I Googled the CNBC one, mm-hmm. and it popped up, like, headlines popped up that right. I, I, I know this happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the bad shit in my life hadn't happened till the day after, right, so right. it's not like I was in, like, a, a freaking shocked blur or anything. Right. And I sent you back, yes, this is legit. Yeah. Well, then when I went to look it up here, there was all these fact checkers and stuff. And the only thing I can find is CNBC doesn't even have a CEO. They right. have a, yeah. a president of operations or whatever. Yeah. Same fucking thing. Who cares? Yeah. Um, and no, the Walmart CEO and the guy at CNBC have not resigned. And I was like, yeah. Wow, Google really did a nice cleanup job. Yeah. Because I, I specifically Googled it right after you sent it to me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, yes, yes, this seems legit. Yeah. So I, I found that odd, more odd that it just disappeared off the face of Google. Right. In the face of the interwebs. Yeah, that is really weird. The other weird thing is the New York City chief medical officer who ruled Epstein killed himself resigned that same day, on the first day of the Maxwell trial. That That is even more bizarre. That seems like a connection to yeah, me. Absolutely. I mean, you could say Jack Dorsey's coincidental. This does not seem very yeah. coincidental to no, me. No, I don't think so at all. So this is from the Free Press Report. He's probably like, well, it would be weird if uh, two prisoners died under my watch. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't have that on my conscience. Yeah, yeah. It says, on November 29th, 2021, the first day of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial... ABC reported that New York City Chief Medical Officer Dr. Barbara Sampson would be resigning. It had been over two years since Sampson had ruled Jeffrey Epstein's prison death a suicide, determined by a process of careful review of all investigative information, including complete autopsy findings. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. This ruling was heavily scrutinized by several observers following Sampson's announcements. Several medical professionals provide their perspective to journalists in efforts to explain specific assessment of available information pertaining to Epstein's death and the peculiar events that have preceded it. Dr. Michael Baden provided his medical opinion during a 60-minute special focusing on collective evidence to determine if it was feasible for Epstein, a six-foot, 185-pound man, to asphyxiate himself using a thinly torn bedsheet strip that had been rigged from the lower bunk bed in his cell. Baden also made reference to Epstein's autopsy report, specifically noting several abnormalities to previous alleged suicides he had conducted or reviewed, such as broken hyoid bone on injury, which Baden claimed was physically or typically sustained from blunt force trauma or force-related strangulations of the neck, suggesting another individual individual may have been present. It is important to note Epstein sustained injuries only weeks before his death when found semi-unconscious in a cell with bruising on his neck. So that they're saying that could have come from his mm-hmm. previous injury. So we know all this stuff. We talked about all this stuff. It's just interesting to me. Right. I mean, they don't say much about why or how or when or what was the cause of this person uh mm-hmm. resigning. It just talks about all the yeah. obscene stuff that we already have talked about and know about. Trying to see if it says anything says, did it Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? Was it a coincidence that New York City Chief Medical Examiner Dr. Barbara Sampson resigned the morning of Maxwell trial? Unlikely is an underestimate or understatement. So mm-hmm. Again, it doesn't sound like they have much more information than we do, other than right. the fact that this person resigned. Yeah, but like you said, in the in the fact of the timing is yes. is what makes it seem connected and is shady as hell. Yeah, makes me wonder if 
some of these people are like, oh, I don't know what's going to come out, so I may, might right. as well get ahead of this and just stop, yeah. bow, uh, bow out of this. Yeah, which is one of the things we were questioning with when we saw the three C- CEOs. It makes me wonder how many more people are going to either move out of the country or step mm-hmm. down from something, you know, because one of the big things that we talked about with uh, Tom Hanks and his wife moving to Greece was that we thought that maybe he would be implicated in mm-hmm. this. Yeah, who knows? Um, what do you think about the trial? Do you think do you think they have enough on Maxwell to convict her? I mean, we don't think we so. don't really know what they have on her. Yeah, a lot of it sounds like it's going to be just the accusers, word right. of mouth and stuff. Yeah, and it, it it could be. I'm not I'm not taking anybody's sides on this. I think she's a shitty human being, but it could be easy for the accusers. To scapegoat her because they don't they don't get right. the justice that they want, and I think that's going to be the tough part for the jurors is they they have to be able to separate Epstein's crimes from her crimes, mm-hmm. and um and that's going to be where the media pressure is going to be, where the witness pr- uh, pressure is going to be. So because didn't they didn't they already come out and exonerate Prince Andrew from his thing that he did? Well, the uh, MI6 or whatever the British. The British uh, police force stopped inquiring into it. They just dropped the case altogether. They said they would continue to be supportive of, like, the U.S. investigations and stuff, but they're not. They are no longer investigating it. So, so that seems odd to me. That because they're not going to. I mean, I'm sure Prince Andrew has diplomatic immunity, so he's not going to be put in on trial in the United States at all. I wouldn't think so. So yeah. only Britain would be able to put that pressure on and and actually get justice. Yeah. So maybe their cooperation is in regards to like the Maxwell trial or something right. like that. Uh, so so his crimes are being put on her as well. Mm-hmm. Is what it sounds like. Which we had all hoped and suspected that maybe she would make this big deal and she would take out right. people with her. Yeah. We hoped it. I don't know right. that we suspected it, but we hoped. I think, yeah, that's what everybody was kind of hoping. But, but the fact that she pled not guilty means she didn't make any kind of a plea deal where she implicates yeah. anybody because yeah, otherwise she would have some kind of Which guilty may verdict. Which why she's still alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's possible. Do you, I mean, do you, do you think she's going to survive this one? I do. I think this one, unfortunately, is going to go out with a, kind of no fluff at all, and um, I don't think she names names. I think she gets a, a cushy cell in minimum security prison and yeah. and lives out the rest of her days. Yeah, I, I don't see anybody finding this woman innocent. Yeah. I, I, I can't... I mean, I just can't see... I don't even know how this could be, honestly, a fair trial by jury because right. everybody's heard of Jeffrey Epstein and yeah. Ghislaine Maxwell at this point. And, I mean, yes, like, like you said, you have to, to be on a jury, be able to separate the facts of what she was implicated in and right. the things that Jeffrey Epstein did. Yeah. And, if I mean, if she knew about all the things that Jeffrey Epstein did, even even that alone is enough for right. me to say send lock her ass up forever. Right, yeah. But you can't be like... Well, Jeffrey Epstein did this, and she was his girlfriend, so obviously she's guilty. Right. No, you have to be able to prove all those things and prove that she was part of all this and prove that she knew what was going on, which how could you, how could you not? Right. I mean, if you are that connected to Jeffrey Epstein, you're his number two. The only thing I, I would question on all this is we know what kind of person Epstein was, right, and his 
people that I don't know mm-hmm. frequented his island, you know there were videos. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, there had to say be. there was cameras. Yeah, everywhere. They had cameras house. everywhere. So it's like okay. I would think it'd be pretty easy to prove that she was there at the time. I would think so too. How old did it say she was? Is she 14. like no, I mean uh Oh oh fifty nine. Fifty nine. So you're talking ninety four, which was about fifteen years ago or twenty five years damn. Yeah. Twenty five years ago. Yeah. So that would have made her thirty four. Yeah. So I mean, she's old enough to know better. Oh yeah. It's not like she was one of, right. One of these like yeah, fresh she, out of she wasn't school. you know brought in and and you know all starry eyed and, and like and she brought was into a, a socialite. Cult. She yeah, was right. She was exactly the Maxwell. Yeah, she had her thing. own fortune. Yeah, that come from her father and her own reputation. So this isn't anything where she felt you know oh I was so in love with him I was charmed by him or he he like helped me out of financial or whatever right, like right. I had no money I had no choice you know yeah. you know she had she had exactly so much she probably had more money than him at the time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, we got to move on though. We will. We will keep you up to date as the trial progresses each yeah. week. We'll we'll but cover th- it during the weekend wrap up. This isn't like one of those. Uh, what was the was it Nexium mm. uh, cult with uh, Allison Mack from Smallville? Yep. You know where she was. She was young and she brought people in and and groomed them. Yes. But, but she was also you know I think she was one of the groomed. So she yeah. was you know kind of had that cult mentality. Right. It's totally different with this lady. But I, I still think Allison Mack needs to go to jail. For oh no, too. absolutely, she does. <clears throat> and it makes you wonder if all those like sex ring cult things, if they're somehow connected, or yeah. maybe they're competitors of each other. Or well, they... I'll be honest. When you said Allison, that was my first thought. Was I was like, <laughs> well, oh shit, that's where that's where that came. <laughs> when I, when I said that, I was like, oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, we got to move on though because the last story we have doesn't have to do with well, it does have to do with shitty humans. Yeah, but not these like high class falls from grace yeah. type. These are like middle class. <laughs> yes, there was a shooting at a Michigan school last week. Later, mm-hmm. later last week, and obviously everything immediately goes to politics and well, they're just going to use this to. Uh, invoke more gun laws or whatever. You know, people don't ever stop and take time to let families grieve over this right. before they start running with it. But this one's interesting to me because I think this is the first time I've ever heard of this. Police are charging the parents of manslaughter mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah. And <laughs> one of the reasons is because they bought him the gun, which yeah, to me isn't no, any implication not of anything. So I'm going to read this one before I make any yeah. any kind of comment on this because I, it's an interesting story here. Mm-hmm. So this one is from Reuters.com. Parents of a Michigan school shooting are, are suspect plead not guilty to manslaughter charges. It says, December 4th, a Michigan judge set the bail at 500000 each for the parents of a teenager accused of murdering four fellow high school students with a weapon that... C- the couple bought him as a Christmas gift after authorities arrested them on Saturday following a manhunt. Appearing by a video link from jail for their arraignment, James and Jennifer Crumbly both pled not guilty to four counts of involuntary manslaughter. And these people are shitty parents from the way it sounds. Yeah, right. 
Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald told the hearing that Crumbly's withdrew $4,000 from an ATM while authorities were searching for them and remained a flight risk. So it doesn't sound like they helped matters out when they're trying to, it seems like they're trying to run away. These are not people that can be assured will return to the court on their own, uh, she said. Authorities began searching for the couple after Oakland County prosecutors said Friday that they would be charged with manslaughter in connection with the campus mass shooting. Prosecutors said Crumbly's bought the handgun for their son as a Christmas present and then ignored warning signs, including on the day of the shooting. Michigan's school shooting is only the latest such incident in the United States where elected officials have sparred over how to make schools safer for children as attacks have grown increasingly common in recent decades. There it is. There's the politicization of it. Yeah, we knew it was coming. Judge Julie Nicholson said on Saturday that he had some concern about flight risk posed by the couple, blah, blah, blah. I want to get into the the story here. Yeah. Says uh, Detroit Police Chief White told reporters in early hours of Saturday that the couple had been found hiding in a commercial building on the city's east side. He said they had not broken into the building but were let in by somebody. So they're also searching to see if somebody else was in on mm-hmm. this. Couple's 15-year-old son Ethan Crumbly is being held without bail, has been charged of uh, as an adult on suspicion of carrying out the deadliest US school shooting of 2021. I like how they got a po- wow. put that. That's the deadliest school shooting Since of 2021. 2021. On Tuesday at Oxford High School about 40 miles north of Detroit. Crumbly's parents were expected to appear I don't care that much right. about them appearing right. in court. So here, here's um, some of the information. Okay. The gun purchase. Four days before the shooting, Ethan accompanied his father to a gun shop where James uh, Crumbly bought a 9mm handgun, prosecutor said. Michigan law prohibits those under 18 years of age from buying or possession, possessing firearms, except in limited circumstances such as hunting with a license and a supervised adult. Ethan posed photos of the gun on social media, which was stupid as fuck for him to do that. Just got my new beauty today and adding a heart emoji. The next day, his mother posted that the two of them were at a gun range testing out his new Christmas present. I I see nothing wrong with that other than the fact that it's against the law for minors there to possess such guns, which gun laws are Mm -hmm. unconstitutional. So that's all I'm going to say to that. McDonald detailed a number of other warning signs that she said the parents failed to act on. These are the parts that I have the issue with. Them buying him a gun and taking him to the range to shoot it. I don't have a problem with that because my kid has a little twenty two that sits in with my guns. He doesn't have access to it. It sits in with my guns. We take it out. He shoots it. I mean, it's a junior twenty two rifle. So it's... It was intended for... Yeah. yeah, I have no issue with you taking your kid out, teaching him gun safety, letting him shoot on the range. Yeah, people absolutely should, they should teach them like safety of guns, let them shoot yeah. it, let them see the danger for themselves yeah. in a supervised environment like absolutely. that. So nothing that they did there, minus no. maybe posting, uh, him posting on social media, yeah. really raises a red flag to me. says on... November 21st, a teacher found Ethan Crumbly searching for ammunition on his phone and alerted school officials who left messages for his mother that went unreturned. His mother later texted him, LOL, I'm not mad at you. You have to learn to not get caught. That That's weird to me. That That is weird. Looking for ammunition on your phone isn't mm. isn't a red flag. But Especially the when he response, just got a gun. Right, but the parent's response is weird. Yeah. So again, not a red flag. Yeah. Says on the morning of the shooting, a teacher discovered drawings by Ethan 
that depicted a handgun, a bullet, and a bleeding figure next to the words, blood everywhere, my life is useless, and the thoughts won't stop. Help me. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. Yeah. That's not like, hey, lock this kid up. That's This kid needs some mental right. help. It's like pull him from school and and take his gun away right. until you can get him on the right track. Right. says, Ethan told school counselors the drawings were for a video game he was designing. No. And that he wanted to pursue video game design as a career, according to a letter that Oxford Community School Superintendent Tim Throne sent the school community on Saturday. Not a video game. No. At no time did counselors believe the student might harm others based on his behavior, responses, and demeanor, uh, which appeared calm. School officials summoned the Crumleys and, the, and instructed them to get Ethan but into counseling. Again, with- that should be a red flag, the fact that he's in that situation and he's calm, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're typically in that as a 15-year-old, you're a little freaked out. Right? I mean, yeah. I remember, I think I was, uh, let's see, 15, 16, and I saw that a kid had brought a gun to school. Mm-hmm. And I was brought into the principal's office because right. I had seen it and I didn't report it. Mm-hmm. And I was scared. Yeah. You know, so. It's usually on the day of when people's mm-hmm. demeanor goes calm that right. they've made their decision. Exactly. They've made up their mind. They're at peace with what they're doing. It says school officials summoned the Crumleys and instructed them to get Ethan into counseling within 48 hours. McDonald said the parents resisted the idea of taking their son home and did not search his backpack nor ask him about the gun. Why didn't the school search his backpack? Right, right, yeah. Because it was that day. Yeah. Because it says, the couple flatly refused to leave with their son. Ethan Crumbly was returned to class and later walked out of a bathroom with a gun. Why were they even given the choice? Why didn't the school just be like, no, look. He's got to go home. He's got to go home now. Yeah. Period. Like, he can't stay here. Yeah. Or, I, I, I don't know. I mean... Drawings, I guess, aren't enough to to point at this kid is yeah. going to shoot up the school today. But the parents' lack of concern, mm-hmm. the school probably missed some things right. along the way, which public yeah. schools tend to do. Right. I mean, it's easy to point your finger at the the parents and be like, "Why? Well, why the fuck didn't you take them home mm-hmm. when the the school said to?" But it, it's interesting because the school is saying that they saw no reason. They didn't believe he might harm others based on his behavior at mm-hmm. that time. But then they're saying, but the parents refused to take him home. So right. then they're throwing – it's like, well, if you thought the parents should take him home, you saw a concern. Right. Why didn't you force them to take him? Right. Or at least force him to leave the school. It's like everybody's pointing at everyone. Right. And now the parents are being brought up on yeah. manslaughter charges. What do you? What's your opinion of that? Do you think they should be based on what – what I, we see here. I don't know about manslaughter, but they should definitely be brought up on something. You know, um, they, they, you know, they were seen, they saw some signs, but they let it go. And, and I think in there later, they say one of the parents like texted him and say, hey, don't go through with this. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. It doesn't say it on this article, but I remember reading that. Yeah. So, I mean, again, <laughs> like, if no, you, don't do it. Or something. they got home and they, and they searched and the gun's gone and they're like, oh, fuck. You know, I mean, he did report it. He did report it stolen. Like. Yeah, but but he had to have known that it wasn't stolen. The mm. kid took the gun to school, right? If especially if he sent that text, and the the parents are trying to say that he didn't have access to it, and the gun right. was locked up. It's like, well, then how do you get the gun? Right, right, exactly. So, so uh, yeah, so I think I think the parents need to be held uh, responsible for something. I don't know about manslaughter, but what if he texted them as he's pulling the gun out? Hey, I'm going to shoot up the school. Yeah. And then they text back as he's shooting up the school. No, don't do it. I right. mean, yeah, it? I mean, 
but again, you know, the gun is missing. You know your kid took the gun, but instead they report it stolen rather than calling the police and be like, hey, our kid has a gun. Yeah. He, he may be doing something bad. Yeah. I This whole thing is weird to me. I mean, are I, the, did the parents just, you know, blind themselves to the fact that their kid could be a shooter? You know, I'm sure. They, I'm sure most parents do. Well, my kid can't do that. My yeah, kid right. Do my, that. My, no, not him. He I wouldn't mean, do that. A lot of parents don't even, like, take the time to see if their kids even have a problem or yeah. even know when their personality changes because they don't pay right. enough attention to them. But, but to me... You know, okay, person shooting someone, blood, okay. Kids draw stuff. Yeah. But blood everywhere, my life is... <clears throat> yeah, get that kid in counseling. That kid needs counseling. So, it makes you wonder, though, did they not take it seriously? Because apparently the counselor didn't find it that serious. And, well, and that's it. Maybe Again. they're just like, ah, oh, we're kind of concerned about right. this. It's not that big a deal, yeah. but you should get him into counseling. Yeah, and they're, they're like, like, no. Do you want to take him home now? No. No, okay. it, it, okay. you, you say it's not that big a deal, then I'm not right. concerned about so, it. So, exactly. So, that makes me think that, yeah, the, the school needs to take some responsibility as well. Because, again, they could have forced them to take the yeah, kid Yeah, they could have been school. like, the, you got to take him home. You need he to take him out now. But them, say, them claiming they weren't concerned, but then also claiming that the parents refused to take right. him home. It's just like, you got to pick a side here. Right. You got to pick a lane. Yeah. And um, I'm not... I don't even know what I think about them being taken up on manslaughter charges because we don't know the whole right. situation there, like yeah. how that went down based on the two conflicting yeah. stories. Now and them stuff. running, yeah. I mean that that that's fishy there. Yeah. I right. mean if <laughs> the if you really thought you had nothing to do with this, why right. don't, just just go in and be like, yeah, dude, this is what they told me. Right. That's why I wasn't concerned. Yeah, exactly. You know. But you go and you take four thousand dollars out, and then you hide out in a commercial building downtown. I mean, that, right. that that to me is a big red flag. Yeah. So, so there's that, and I'm sure you you had said before this, before we started recording, that them charging the parents could set a really bad oh, precedent absolutely. for, yeah. right, for future incidents like this. Yeah. It's like, well, obviously the parents are to blame, and and I know Joe Biden had proposed or. His administration had proposed all these new gun laws and stuff where you had to have, like, extra security measures on all your guns, and they all had to be, you know, right. Right. I, I don't even remember, but they had to be locked up all the time and yeah. trigger guards, all that all that yeah. crazy shit. But do you think, do you think this, is, this is getting blown up to maybe revive the, yeah. the gun I battle? Absolutely. The gun battle. No, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. The gun law, the fight for gun laws. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, like you said, I think that they're they're looking for any way they can because they talked about holding gun manufacturers responsible, holding the seller of the guns responsible, and now they're going parents. Now they're going after the parents. Possibly, I mean, can you hold the school responsible? Can right. you hold who, right. who all can you hold responsible yeah. in this? Like, if you have guns in your house and your your kid shoots up a school, are you now automatically right. responsible for yeah, that? Yeah, you know, and it's. It's a thin line because we've talked, maybe privately, maybe on the show, I don't know, that, you know, your kid, you know, goes like this to a friend, right? Mm -hmm. You know, do you freak out and call the parents on that? Mm -hmm. You know, kid finds a, a stick in the schoolyard and picks it up and pretends to shoot a friend or something. No, that's I mean, kids being kids. Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, kids, I know adults that run around and point toy guns at kids in the park but, but on I think a weekend. I would say, I would tack this up to maybe lack of 
lack of training on the school's part of yeah. what to see in a disturbed individual. I mean, a guidance sure. counselor is not going to – a high school gui- guidance counselor is not going to know the warning signs of somebody who's about ready to lose their shit. Right. And, again, public school system, how many kids are in that public school? Right. How many kids do they see every day? They, I yeah. mean, you can't keep track. Again, uh, lack of parenting on the parents' part, sure. Right. Yeah. Um. I yeah. don't know. I, I, I don't know who's responsible for this. Because yeah. Obviously, the kid's responsible for this. Right. Uh, the kid's yeah. the one that did it. Right. The kid has to take responsibility himself. I mean, he is being charged as an adult. Um, but are they are they going after the parents because they bought their kid a gun, or are they going after the parents because the parents didn't put the kid in counseling when, I mean, yeah. well, like you said, the kid wasn't, I guess in the state, the kid wasn't supposed to have... Um, it wasn't supposed to own a, a firearm. Sure. So, you know, the fact that he had access to a firearm, I mean... Which they're claiming he didn't have access to, right. which, who knows? I mean, how do yeah. you prove that after the right. gun's already gone? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think they have a very thin case against them, minus them running, trying yeah. to run. Um, But I think they have a thin case, and if it does, if they are found guilty, that's going to really set up some really yeah. shitty And I think moments. that's what they're going for. Yeah, go after gun owners as the responsible. Right. Kind of like if you buy alcohol for a minor. Yeah, right. right. So I guess we got that to look forward to in the future, the near future. I think we just talked a couple weeks ago that we think they put the gun topic on the back burner for a while. And then this pops up and it's like, here it is again. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's horrible that this happened. It's horrible that what like four people died and seven injured or something like that. But- yeah, uh, yeah, but you know this is still get this is getting more um, fanfare mm-hmm. than the Waukesha driver still. Well, yeah, <laughs> because it doesn't fit the the narrative. And Alec Baldwin didn't shoot right. the gunshot, yeah, but the this gunshot. kid shot, and his parents are also right. guilty, exactly. and possibly the school too. But right. uh, Alec Baldwin had no yeah responsibility in his incident right. at all. And the Waukesha driver, it was the car that did it. Yeah, it just really depends on yeah. the story and the narrative like they're trying said, to push, what side it's on. Yeah, like you said, pick, pick a freaking lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if uh, people owning guns or having guns are the problem, then you can't, then Alec Baldwin can't say the gun shot itself. Right, yeah. If the people that bought the person that shot the gun is responsible, then Alec Baldwin can't say the gun shot itself. Right. So, yeah, yeah it, this whole thing is just screwed up. Yeah. And, I mean, this doesn't fit with all the rest of our stuff with people falling from grace, but it happened this week, and it's a big yeah. story, so we had to talk and, about and it. We, and we both agree we think it's going to have bigger repercussions. Yeah, political. Yeah. Major political repercussions. So get a look forward to that. We'll keep you updated as we find new gun laws and stuff get proposed, because I know it's coming. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure AOC's already started running her mouth about this. Yeah, so, although she's currently just pissed at Biden for not uh, getting rid of student loans yet. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you had gotten rid of student loan debt, this never would have <laughs> right. happened. Kids shoot less people when they don't have debt. <laughs> Even though he's in a publicly funded high school. Right. <laughs> we are out of time for this week. A lot of shitty people in the world. Yeah, don't be one. Fortunately, <laughs> a lot of that, at least a few of them, have found their... Yeah. Immediate fall to grit from grace, not to grace. Well, yeah. who knows? They, they might have fall. They, they might, might fall, fall to, to grace. grace. 
Chris Cuomo m- might get a better job with some other. Right. Uh, maybe he'll get on an MSNBC yeah. next or something. I, I don't it's know. It's all a, a plot conspiracy, you know, against him by conservatives. Obviously. Right? I mean, all this is. Same thing with Alec Baldwin. Yeah, clearly. I mean, some Trump supporter snuck on set right. and put, put that bullet in there. into yeah. his. Just, just to get Alec Baldwin yes. that, that impression. <laughs> <laughs> just because of that Trump, horrible Trump impression. Yes. Make sure you check us out tomorrow night for our live episode because it is fun and we enjoy it, it and we love that you participate and we want maximum participation. So invite everybody, share the shit all over the social medias because yeah. we love you for it. Again, that's how we get our name out there. It's how we become, as much as we hate social media, it's like that monster that we yeah. can't get away from Absolutely. because, I mean, that's how we get our name out there. So. Share this shit all over social media. Hit that like and subscribe. All the stuff that they tell you to do. Otherwise, like I said, be back 7 Central Time tomorrow night for, which is Monday, if you're listening in the future. Every Monday night. says right there at the bottom of the screen. Live Monday nights. 7 Central Time. Be there. Otherwise, we'll be back next weekend to wrap up another shitty week. Yes. Have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Goodbye. The Brick the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell, or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.